Blog Talk Radio. chain i'm your host yvonne mason with my co-host ian bush and the opening song tonight was sung performed by our guest uh music artist pamela hopkins there is another song that we're going to be playing later that i have just fallen in love with and we will be talking about that one but giving up crazy or cranking up crazy it has such a nice beat upbeat makes me want to dance. And we're going to talk about that song as well. Pamela is a Little Rock, Arkansas native. She is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. Her first national album of all original music was released in February of 1995. And she got back in the studio recording her second album, EP Project, which was released in 2018. She also released two singles in 2019 and then returned to the studio in the spring of 2020 in Franklin, Tennessee, and I know where that is, to record her next four singles with Off the Row Recording Studio as one of their breakout artists. She is super excited to let her fans hear her new co-written songs as well as the fresh country sound with writer Jim Firmino. In 2021, Pamela has six fresh new songs to release throughout the, the year. She co-wrote each song with various Nashville writers and is excited for her co her first co-written duet featuring Matt Dame to be released on February the 5th. And it was released on February the 5th of 2021 in its title, Little Things. I also have that song. 
Pamela, welcome to my to our show. I am so tickled to have you here. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to give a shout out to her husband, Jason, who is not only a veteran, but he is also a retired police officer. And because of my background and my late husband's background, and most of my friends are in law enforcement or the military, this man is very close to my heart, even though I do not know him personally. So, Pamela, thank him for his service, and thank you for being the the wife and, and supporter of of what he did. That is very – that's hard on the family. Yes, <laughs> it was. He did a tour over in Iraq, and uh, I had just had a newborn when he got activated, and then – Lo and behold, I got pregnant right before he left. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, yeah, my youngest two kids are, uh, they are about not even 13 months apart. But, yeah, he was, that was in 2003, 2004. And, uh, yeah, so I was pregnant with a newborn and a (laughs) three-year-old. Well, (laughs) while while we're still on this subject, before we went live, You told me something that just made my heart sing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Pamela is very active with performing for different military organizations, and something is happening in your town this weekend. Let the folks know when, where, how, who, what is going on, because this also is very dear to all of us. Right. So um, I was contacted this this past weekend um, regarding, I guess, a biker rally they're having. I'm trying to find some of the details on it, so I can give you the correct the correct message for it. Um, basically, uh, it's, it's uh, they're called the Warhammer Chapter of the Punishers, and they are doing a ride across the the state, I guess, and they're ending up here in my hometown, right here in Bologna, because we have a veterans museum here. And they asked me to sing the national anthem and, uh, you know, another kind of patriotic song for their biker rally to um, honor the 13 fallen soldiers. So, of course, I was like, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) That just gives me chill bumps. It just because there was a time in history when our military was maligned and very disrespected. And as a, a young woman with friends who went to that engagement to to watch them come back and be treated so badly it 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 hurt and to to see this turnaround it it makes my heart sing well and you know it being a, a wife of a veteran it's very important to me to give back you know and to give it like when I go overseas and perform you know on the different bases it's very much a an honor for me um, to be able to bring a piece of America to them when they're so far from their families, you know. And so and, and these 600, they expect 600 people out there to honor these 13 soldiers that were killed. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. What people don't realize is is when we send our, our soldiers, both male and female, to foreign bases, whether they're going into active combat or just to another base overseas, it gets lonely. Because they're out of their yeah. culture, they're out of America, they're out of apple pie and hamburgers and and the stuff they're used to. And to have someone who's willing to go and just, like you say, give them a piece of Americana, it means a lot. Yeah, I think it does. And I, we get a lot of appreciation when we're over there. Always like, thank you so much for coming. You know, we really appreciate it. And, of course, we are always just giving the gratitude right back. No, thank you for all that you do to keep us safe and, give you know, keep our freedom intact over here. So, you know, we appreciate, you know, what they're doing. And, it's, you know, I just got back from Guantanamo Bay um, almost, almost two weeks ago now. And um, just that we were the first tour to go back over since COVID hit. And they just kept wow. saying, thank you all so much for coming over. Thank you so much. And I was like, no, thank you guys because you're stuck here. And we, we ate the food on the base, and it's good, but there's not many options. Why <laughs> you know, exactly? All of, all of their food over in Guantanamo Bay comes on, you know, comes on barges. And if it's not there on time, and they, you know, they're borrowing spices from each other and all kinds of things like that, things that we take for granted here because we're able to go, you know, to the next city over. Well, that's all they have is that. Right. Thing. They can't go into Cuba. They, they can't do it. No. You know, they have to stay no. on American soil. 
So, it, you know, to be able to come back and say, hey, you know, yeah, you get to hear a live band. It's not a military band because they do have some musicians that are in the military, you know, that will perform. But that's like their comrades. They're like, yeah, we, we know you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not the so same thing. To be able to go over there, put a, yeah, put a smile on their face and, and just show them that we also appreciate, you know, what they're doing and their sacrifice for our country. And it's such no an honor. Slouch. Well, and you are no slouch yourself, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who've never heard of this wonderful, wonderful artist, and and most of you know that have heard this show, know that that this old white woman does not stand in line for anybody's concerts. But there are a few that I would be more than happy to not only stand in line, but I would probably spend the night in line. And Pamela Hopkins is one of those artists. And when I say that, I say that with a caveat that you watch her because this time next year she's going to be hitting those charts not in the top 100 but in the top 10 trust me pamela every artist i've told that to has happened to ask richard lynch he will tell you so it's coming (laughs) i I got the pleasure of meeting him i got the pleasure of meeting him not too long ago we did a show together in uh right outside of nashville about a month ago he's a hoot and a half i'm gonna tell you yeah he is a nice nice man. man he's He's been around a long time, but back to you, ladies and gentlemen, Pamela is not just a, a music artist and a songwriter and a, and a singer and plays all these instruments. This woman was also in law enforcement and also a teacher, an English teacher and law enforcement is my love, but I really, really respect anybody that steps into a school in the environment that we've been in for the last few years and teaches those little hoodlums because I'd probably kill right. them. <laughs> well, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's times that you're like, oh, you are testing my nerves. You are testing my nerves, child. <laughs> and I can honestly say, yeah. out of all the students that I had in the, in the five years that I was, I was actually in the schools before I decided to go into music full time. Um, I can think of one that I was just like, mm, I just don't like you. Even the unfavorable ones, I found something I liked um, about them, and that's why I was able to connect with them. So even like some of the troubled students would be like, we, but we like Miss Hopkins, you know, she understands. Like right. I said, I can, I can, I can think of one student that I was just like, I, I can't find anything. Just one out of the that's hundreds sad. that I had. So, right. I mean, but I'm like, well, bad on the student, but what I'm saying is, it's about perspective. So, right. you know, it's it's about finding common ground with the kids that would normally get on other teachers' nerves. And I was really good at that, you know, being able to get them to do what I needed them to do without ever giving me a problem. And, Ian, I so. know you've, you've got a burning question. I feel it. <laughs> you know me too well. No, I, I – um... Sometimes I just like to, to listen and take it all in, too. I think, um, you know, what the listeners don't know about this show is that, um, you know, sometimes you don't have to always talk. You just have to listen, you know. And I think that's kind of what um, our guest was talking about tonight as well is that, you know, you don't always have to talk with these kids, right? Sometimes you just have to listen. Sometimes you just have to actually give a damn and, you know, actually right. get down on their level, right? Pretty much, and I mean, I did that, you know, in, in law enforcement, too, because out of the 13 years that I was a police officer, um, nine of those I spent in the schools as a resource officer, you know, a DARE officer, so I did a lot of connecting with students in different ways, and like I said, you know, when I was a law enforcement officer in the schools, those were the students that I actually, the, the troubled students were the ones that I ended up actually loving more, just because I got to know their, you know, their home problems, and I would listen to them, and They'd be like, you know, I just wish I had you as a mom. And I'm like, well, I mean, you weren't dealt me. You were dealt somebody else. So let's talk about how to to make it the best we can. You know, how can we be productive? Because a lot of them didn't come from great environments, you know. Right. They came from very troubled environments. And teaching them and talking with them about how to make things better in the future. Like we can't control some things in our home now, but what can we strive for with our education, with our behavior to make things better for us in the future, you know, to where we're able to self-sustain and not be in those same issues that your parents are dealing with, you know. And so I, and if you ever look on my personal Facebook, you'll, if you ever look at my family, um, you have a lot of, you'll see a lot of 
um, different races, different genders, different nationalities that consider me mom. They'll say, you know, so they'll say I have probably 23 children. I, I have three from my body. But <laughs> I have a lot more that were like, you're my mom. And they'd go on Facebook and, like, add me as their mom. I, and, I can um, relate you know, to that. In fact, I friended you both. I friended you on your personal page, plus I'm following you on your professional page because once this show go up, goes up into archives, I will post the link on both of those pages for you, and I want okay. you to feel free to use that any way you want to because this is your show. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> use it any you way you want. Some more followers as well, you know, because I think it's well, a, it's a win-win honey, we're, if we're both helping each other. Well, right now we're we're at one hundred forty-six thousand, and we're heard in about forty countries. So you're, yes, you're heard all ma'am. over the world tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, any help us little independent artists can can get, we appreciate for sure. And you, not only do you play in piano bars, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about her piano bars and what her goal is about moving to paradise, but you also (laughs) gigged on cruise lines, did you not? I do. In fact, I uh, am scheduled to fly out on November 12th to join the Norwegian Escape for three weeks over Thanksgiving. Um, so I'll be on the Norwegian Escape. Uh, they're out of Port Canaveral, uh, November 13th through December 4th. Wow. So I will be performing on that cruise ship. Yes. That'll be, I believe that's the first one coming back, um, the, the first time the Escape is coming back out since covid so I think I'm on the and, first cruise going out. And the Cana- the Canaveral port's only um, about two hours north of me. Well, I'll be there a day early if you want to go have dinner. <laughs> I'll be there on the 12th, and I don't, go, I don't leave till the 13th. So. We I'll be by talk. myself. So. <laughs> oh, well, we can't have you by. Honey, hook up with me on Facebook. We'll. we'll... No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. You're, it's a girl's night. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> not even the co-host. Sorry, Ian. Now, if you were if you nah, were in town, if you were in town, yeah, you could you could come along because I know we can't embarrass you with girl talk. I mean, some of the conversations, <laughs> some of the conversations I'm, I'm Ian and I have had. Yeah, he's used to oh, it. It's that's pretty awesome. bad. <laughs> so yeah, See, seriously, I, I'm, friends, I'm friends with a lot of guys, so that's what I usually go. This is pretty bad. <laughs> but you know, yeah. See, I I was long, always. But, uh, uh, I was I was always more friends with females for some reason. I, I never really understood why. I, I, I guess just because maybe I am a little bit more of an emotional guy. Like I actually can talk and express emotion, and you know, most so most girl, men want to be thought. You're, you're a girl's guy. I'm a guy's girl. So yeah, we'd probably get along real well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's, oh let's man, we we back. always I always hear that too. Like in my relationships, they're like, stop it. Like, ah, don't, you don't need to cry about that. But, babe, my feelings, no, no, okay. But, babe, I want to cuddle. All right. <laughs> She's offering her testosterone. Like, do you need mine? <laughs> Take some. I've got extra. Let's circle back around to the piano bar because when I did my deep dive on you, you played cello. You took, I you do. did. You you play piano, and the way you got started was in a dueling piano bar? Yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, about, gosh, eight and a half years ago now, um, which I've always visited piano bars, and if you've never been to one, I encourage you to go if you enjoy live music that you can sing along to and clap along to. It's part of what we do as a show. We're not just playing music. So you're not just seeing boring people playing music. There's some comedy in there and it's all improv. Um, we celebrate people having birthdays and get them up on stage. We make people do the chicken dance, you know, kind of whatever we kind of feel at that time that would go with the crowd that we're entertaining. But um, I've always gone to piano bars here in Arkansas and I always loved them. And I was like, man, that would be such a cool job, but I don't think I could do it at the time. I was a police officer and I was like, I don't, you know, I couldn't. That would be a conflict of interest because they serve alcohol. 
But I got out of law enforcement, you know, and went back to school and got my uh, master's degree in teaching and started teaching. And my husband and I, you know, we raised our kids. They were, uh, I think my son was, my oldest son was 13. So they were old enough. I didn't have to, you know, feed them and clothe them. And they could fend for themselves for the most part. Um, and uh, I was like, we, my husband and I went out on, you know, date night one night. And I was like, I can so do this. I'm like, I'm, the music is calling me again. And. I have this passion that's burning inside of me, and I asked to get up and sing. And I got up and sang, you know, me and Bobby McGee, and the guy that was there, his name was David Rosico, who I'm uh, still good friends with today and still who plays across from me from time to time um, at my bar down here in Arkansas. And um, I, I kind of talked to him afterwards. I was like, hey, how do I get into this if this is something I want to pursue? Like, I can play piano. Now, I kind of fibbed a little bit. I had piano knowledge. Because I took piano <laughs> in high school and junior high for like two years. I did it. I did theory because I was a cello player. And part of the school I went to growing up um, was a magnet school. And in magnet school, we were required to take certain music classes. Well, one was theory one, and then I had to take theory two, which one in junior high, one in high school. Well, they teach theory on on the piano. So it literally was like I took learned how to read right hand, left hand, but I wasn't great. I mean, I know the keys on the keyboard. I could make a chord. I could, you know, because I knew some theory. And he was like, well, he's like, uh, you do, really? He goes, because you sing great. Like, you're an amazing singer. And, and, I mean, if this is something you want to do, come back and talk to me. So I made an appointment with him and went back and talked to him. And he showed me a couple things. And he kind of was like, well, he said, uh, do you know any songs? And I was like, uh, not really. He said, learn 30 songs, come back and see me. So I sat here at my house. And I had a grand upright piano that had no earphones because it's from 1918. And I played the same 20-ish songs, and I could at least read some of the other ones. You know, I could pull them up and kind of read them. So I had 30 songs when I went back to him. He was like, well, holy crap, you did it. And it was like in about a four- to five-month period of time. He's like, nobody ever comes back. <laughs> nobody ever comes back. Yeah, you came back. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I want to do this. And I, you know, would sit in for free. And I did that for about six, seven months. And that particular bar had closed, so he sent me, not closed, but they quit doing dueling pianos. They did more bands and live music, you know, things like that. They switched their format. And I just looked at him and I said, what do I do now? And he goes, well, there's this bar in Little Rock, you know, called Ernie Biggs. And they do training. They'll train you. You know, you're good enough. You can go talk to the guy that's in charge there, and uh, he'll let you sit in, and he'll train you a little bit. And then if you're good enough, he'll offer you a job maybe. That's what you're hoping for. And I was like, okay. So I went every Thursday, and I sat in, and I'd go in on the weekends and watch the show and take notes. And um, October 2nd, eight years ago, he said, I need somebody this Thursday. You want your first shift? I said, absolutely. Nervous as anything. And I was like, oh, my God, I got the job. I got a job. Now I got to keep it. So, you know, it kind of went from there. And I had several people along the way uh, trade me. You know, uh, Matt Press is one, Mateo, a guy that I still work with now. Um, were part of, you know, some of my earlier, I guess, influences that were trying to help me as well as David Rosico and help me just even get the groove to play the piano. And now I can read the music off the, off the bat. I can listen to it and, you know, regurgitate a song at least recognizable pretty quickly within like probably a couple of minutes on stage while my partner's playing. So you just, now I'm full-time. You know, I was part-time for a while. It's my last year of teaching. And uh, was able to quit my teaching job because he was like, hey, I want to move you into a full-time position. And I was able to quit teaching. And I've been doing it ever since. So seven years I've been full-time. So would it be job. fair to say, Pamela, that, and and I get this a lot. I've I've been in the business of this radio show as well as an author, an artist, the other things that I do. And, and people say, how do you do it? Well, would it be fair to say if you want it bad enough, you find a way to do it? Yeah, I would absolutely say that. And it is very much a how bad do you want it and how hard are you willing to work and sacrifice for it? Because I was teaching while I was, you know, so I was writing lesson plans. And um, at that time, I was teaching fourth grade all subjects. So I started out, you know, like you said, I was teaching English, seventh and eighth grade English. And then I got moved to elementary school because our military base here um, opened up a charter school. So a lot of the kids moved to the charter school on base, and we lost students. And since I was had only been teaching three years, they're like, well, you're kind of low on the totem pole. You get moved. 
So I got moved to an elementary school and I did fourth grade all subjects. And so I was, you know, raising my children, lesson planning and teaching and learning the piano again and singing how to do it at the same time, how to accompany myself. And then started working at the piano bar part time, you know, three nights a week. So when people say, well, I'm so busy, I don't have time, that tells me they really, really, really don't want it bad enough. And that's kind of what I try to teach my children is, like, if you want it bad enough, you got to work for it because nobody's going to give it to you. And that's the truth. I mean, that is the truth. (laughs) You kind of uh, pinpointed it, too, is that, you know, you started with just a light, knowledge of the subject and then you actually immerse yourself so not only do you have to put the work in but you actually have to like immerse yourself and become you know i don't want to say one with the piano that's that's a little bit dramatic but you get what i'm saying you you have to become you have to play the part that you want to play to be the person that you want to be i think people forget that too won't you agree I would absolutely agree. And, um, you know, my strategy, I had a strategy going into it because I was like, okay, how, what songs do I learn? He said 30 songs, come back. And I thought, well, I did karaoke forever. Because, you know, I, I was in Nashville and cut my first album um, when I was 19, and I didn't enjoy the experience. So I gave music up for like 18 years, except the occasional karaoke bar, you know. Um, I was a state champion of the karaoke competition here and went to Orlando, Florida, competed nationally in 1997. But other than that, it was just, you know, when we went out and had fun, maybe we went to a bar one night on a date, date night, and I would do karaoke. But I was sitting there thinking, my my strategy was, you know, how can I learn these the quickest way possible? So I started doing, you know, went on Google, and I was like, two and three chord songs. (laughs) That's what I There you go. I was like, which ones of these are ones that I know already? Ones I already know how to sing because they're popular songs. That's, mm-hmm. That was my strategy. So I think if you're going to, number one, immerse yourself in a new whatever you call it, a new hobby, a new you know um, job, and you're wanting it bad enough, is come up with a strategy that's going to make at least getting started easy. Now, I didn't pick Bohemian Rhapsody to learn as one of my songs because that's every chord on the piano in, in no pattern. <laughs> it's all over the place. I still yeah. don't play that song. You know, I can do like four notes on that song, and I'm like, oh, I kind of know it's here, but it's all over the place. So I chose songs like Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Well, I know the song. I've sung mm-hmm. the song karaoke. I'm familiar with it. It's two chords. Mm-hmm. And that song gets requested. Uh, Jolene, it's three chords. Well, mm-hmm. I know the song Jolene. I've sung the song Jolene, so I learned those types of songs. Things that come up in the piano bar that people like, they'll sing along to. And that's how I got my songs under me at first. Now, of course, I know a bunch of complicated songs, but I just had a strategy of how to do it, and then I worked every night. My kids and my husband, I could tell you, were exhausted hearing me play the same song. <laughs> over and over again. They're like, okay, we get it. We get it. Stop playing it. I'm well, like, how does can- this sound? <laughs> Sounds like we- the other 17 times you just played it. <laughs> We're going to swing back around because there isn't a line in in a song that we're getting ready to play. And the line of the song is, word has it, I'm not their favorite. And I, I that's been part of my life, my entire life, is I was never their favorite. And when I woke up and realized it didn't matter, I'm my favorite. So the rest of them don't, I don't worry about them. So ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce this, this beautiful foot stomping, sing along in the car, make you feel good song. And I want you to listen to the words because it is all about believing in self, especially women. Women do not believe they are beautiful, and they are. Women think that they have to continually live up to someone else's standard, and they do not. So listen to this song. It's called Give a Damn, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. This is the one she just released a little while ago. Their favorite, feel the rise upon 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our wonderful, beautiful guest, music artist Pamela Hopkins, and that's her song, Giving a Damn Don't Go With My Outfit. And Pamela, when I watched that video today, and you you went into, you were doing the video, and you walk in the store, and of course, all the women are looking at you, and, and the sales clerk hands you this box, and you opened up that box and pulled out those boots, and my heart stopped, because that's all I wear is boots. <laughs> I love it. And I said, yeah. Well, did you, notice, did you notice the boots had bling on them? I did. I did. That's, that's the, and, I, 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 and I said, that's my tribe right there. There you go. All I wear is my boots and my leggings, and if they don't like it, they don't have to look. Right. Well, see, I'm all about the bling, and so I have boots and bling on them, and if they're not blinged, I bling them. That's just the way it is, and I, I have heels that I wear, and I'm kind of known, like, at uh, at Willie D's. Like, I have people that actually come in and go, like, love your shoes, and they'll ask me where I got them, so I kind of mm-hmm. have that reputation now of having, like, the best shoes. You know, like, girl, your shoe game is on. And I'm like, well, yeah, my husband doesn't like it, but <laughs> it costs a pretty penny, but, you know, it is what it is. But, but the thing is, the, the whole theme of that song, is, to me, is we as women have to learn how to be comfortable with our shape, our hair color, our eye color, even our wrinkles as we get older because we've lived that long and all of mine have names. They're my children's names and my grandchildren's okay. names and my great-grandchildren's names. You know, they all have names. I didn't think and of that. That's what I need to do. <laughs> and they're all there for a reason. <laughs> I've lived this long and I, and I haven't killed my children. So there is that. Right. There you go. They're still <laughs> living, so we're good. They're only, only momentarily until they screw up again but we all exactly we all we all as women have to understand that we bring a beauty to this earth that no one else has because we were created by god and god don't make ugly nope nope he doesn't so so that that's I'm, my name I'm, I'm just frustrated that uh you know, I, I thought it was leggings and boots night, so I wore my leggings and my boots tonight. And <laughs> I guess I, I guess I didn't the get the memo. On, but I'm, <laughs> I have the leggings on. I got you there, but since I'm at home, I don't have my boots on or my heels. I don't have either on. I'm actually barefoot, standing in my bathtub, cleaning it. So, oh, she's clean. Oh, see, she knows how to multitask. A woman after my own heart. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Yep, I'm sitting here cleaning. I'm like, yep, I got stuff to do. Well, they they called us and and uh, a little bit ago and said because we have our house up for sale. And they're like, hey, we have a somebody wanting to show, look at your house tomorrow. And I was like, can we do it? And I was like, yep, <laughs> I'll just wipe counters down and clean my bathtub, you know, while I'm so I don't lose time, you know. There you go. <laughs> Make it work. You just multitask. We're okay with that. But I want to. That song is is my new go to song when I'm having a rough day. I'm just gonna put it in a in a favorite slot somewhere on my computer and just pull up the video when when I'm 
not <laughs> feeling it and, and say, yep, give it, it is, a damn. But It is definitely, yeah. Um, so when we wrote that song, um, that came off of an idea that I had a, actually a shirt come in that I had ordered and I was talking to my co-writers via Zoom, and I was like, hey, y'all, look at my new shirt. And it said, given an F doesn't go with my outfit. And I was like, yeah, I'm wearing this to the club. And we're talking about it, kind of laughing about it. And they're like, we should write that song. I'm like, yeah, we should. And so the next time we got together, I was like, hey, y'all want to write that song? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And so the actual storyline is from a personal experience that I have here in my small, small town. So it's all true. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I figured it was so relatable to everybody else because I think we all feel like that sometimes or are treated that way, you know, mm-hmm. or people are very judgy. And and I just I got to where, you know, the whole reason I'd even ordered the shirt to begin with was because I was like, yeah, that's pretty much my attitude. I don't care what you think. You either take it or leave it. And I am who I am. I'm not fake. I don't like being around fake people. Um, be genuine because I'm going to be genuine with you. And some people can take that, and some people can't. You know, some people want you to be, oh, sugarcoat. I don't sugarcoat. Oh, me either. I don't and know Ian, I don't know will, I don't need, Well, Ian will tell you, if you don't want the, if you don't want Yvonne to answer the question honestly, don't ask her for right. advice don't because she it. will, she'll give it to you. Unapologetically. I'm kind of the same. I've been on the exactly uh, receiving the end of that one once or twice. <laughs> and he's still like, my I friend. Love you, but let me tell you. Yeah, I love you, but let me tell you. <laughs> right. And, and and I figure if someone comes and says, well, what do you think about so-and-so or what should I do about so-and-so? If they're doing idle chit-chatter, they need to take it on down the road because, number one, my time's too valuable. I don't believe in idle chit-chatter, and if they really want to know, I'm going to tell them. If they really don't want to know, I'm still going to tell them because they asked the question. Right. I think that's why people don't ask me much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's unfortunate, too, because, um, you know, for for me um, personally, a lot of people are actually a little bit taken aback by me because I kind of come off a little bit more aggressively um, because of that. And I always laugh because, you know, um, they say that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Man, I get in trouble yep. with that all the time because <laughs> I, I'll be I sitting agree. there saying something and they just, you know, you don't got to be so rude about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what? what? I, I know, because <laughs> like in, in our heads, in our heads, we said it right. What's right. the problem? Like, I just... Well, that, that was rude, and I was like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to be rude, and I'm sorry you took it that way, but you asked me a question. I answered the question. Well, you know, that's the unfortunate I, thing, too, is that people don't uh, come up to you and say it anymore. It's through social media and all that. You know, you, right. I, I can't tell you the amount of times. Stuff. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times that I just wish somebody would have came to my face and been like, hey, dude, like, screw you. And I've been like, all right, cool, let's talk about it. But instead, they, you know, roll it up into a little drama ball and kick it around social media and workplaces, and I just, ugh, You're almost like, we could have have solved this, you know, maybe it was a misunderstanding if you were just man enough or, you know, adult enough to take care of it and talk to me. I'm kind of the same way. Um, And then, you know, but I know I say things wrong, and I tell people that. I'm like, this is not going to come out right, but please understand my intentions are not to hurt you. (laughs) I just don't know how to say this. And I'm just going to say it, and I don't mean to be rude, so I just need you to understand what I'm trying to tell you before it comes out of my mouth, because it is going to fly out wrong. <laughs> it's going to fly out completely well, but, um, but, aggressive. But Pamela, Pamela, think of it this way. Maybe it's not flying out wrong. Maybe it's not how you're saying what you're saying. Maybe it's the way that they're perceiving it, because it's... I think so, that too. Some people I think just, that's a lot of it, yeah. They get their back up if you say good morning to them. It's it's those kind of people that I just want to bitch slap and say, well, bless your heart, honey. Go back to bed and get up on the right side. Right. (laughs) Who pissed in your Cheerios? Right. (laughs) I I get it. And my my kids sometimes have to go. And the funny thing is, is like if I'm meeting one of their friends or something, they'll be like, Mom, be nice. And I just look at them. I'm like, when am I not nice? (laughs) There you go. Mom, be nice. And I'm like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm nice to everybody. Well, you well, don't always sound nice. And I'm like, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> it's their problem. One of my daughter's friends who I hadn't talked to in about 30, 40 years, I was on the phone with her the other night. And she said, Mama, and she calls me Mama. She says, Mama, I'm going to tell you something. When I was with, when I would come to your house when Brandy and I were kids, she said, I was scared to death of you, but I respected you. I said, yeah, and you've lived to be an adult, too, haven't you? Right. (laughs) Well, one of my best friends that I grew up with, I said something on Facebook a couple of years ago about, like, you know, how how I am as a person. And her response was, I can't tell you. And it was, like, something about, like, Sagittarius. You know, like, we just say things. We don't mean to hurt your feelings, but it might. And mm-hmm. she she texts back. She goes, you know, I love you, but I can't I can't count the number of times you hurt my feelings when you were just being honest. Because I didn't sugarcoat. I just would say it. I'm like, Misty, you're being stupid, you know. And I just tell her what I thought, and I just didn't take crap off of anybody. But I was always always there to, you know, to have their back. And I said, but you know, I always had your back. You know, exactly. I may tell you things you don't want to hear, but I always yeah. had your back. And, and you know, that what's is funny is we we've, we've talked about horoscopes on the show a lot, or uh, astrology and whatnot. And I know the listeners know that I'm just a little sensitive Pisces. You can just hear it in my voice. So it's funny that you say that because, man, I tell you what, I date entirely too many fire signs. <laughs> well, I, I, am, I am a fire sign, and my husband is a fire sign, but he does not act like a fire sign. Um, I have not been able to pinpoint where he's from <laughs> because our birthdays are four days apart. So we're right in the middle of the Saturday. Oh, wow. But if you read the Sagittarius, like their personality traits, I'm 99, 99 out of 100, that's me. He is not. Well, it's funny. It's funny, too, because Pisces. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, too, because Pisces, it's two fish, right? So it's a yin and yang. So people usually say that. They're like, man, he's either fired up or he ain't saying a word. (laughs) Like, there is no in between. He is either ready to burn a village or just, like, take a nap. There is no in between. It is like <laughs> it is. Hilarious. It is. It, it is. I mean, it's so. Um, it's so far on opposite spectrums, and and people uh, sometimes are you kind of like even, a Gemini. Because Gemini, you're maybe, twins, so uh, kind of two different sides too. Now, are you a water sign? Yeah, I'm. I'm Pisces, Pisces water, water, and. Okay. Yeah, and and that's the that's the other thing too, because I could be sitting there telling you how much I love you. And then the next minute, I'm like, you know what? You're really starting to get on my damn nerves. And they're like, whoa, you just said how much you love me. And I'm all like, yep, nope. And this ain't bipolar. This is just who I am. Like, you're really starting <laughs> to just hilarious. hit something in my core. Like, That's I don't know not, where that tangent well. came from. And, and Pamela, but, I have no idea how Ian and I have stayed friends for as long as we have. Oh. Because I, I am a Taurus. And in ah. my name is an old Celtic name, and it means warrior. And I'll fight at the drop of a hat because I can. So Taurus, are you October? Is that Taurus? No, that's May. May, early May. So you end of end of April. Now it's I am right May. smack dab in the middle. I'm May seventeenth, so I am a full blown Taurus. If you read about Tauruses, you just might as well you. put Yvonne Mason <laughs> Sewell's name there because that mm-hmm. there you go. And That's my mom, my mom is May twenty. My mom's May twenty seventh, so she's a Gemini, and she is literally a Gemini. You read it. That's her. Mm-hmm. That's her. <laughs> So, so like I said, my my husband kind of follows the uh, Scorpio. I think he's an he's an he's probably an alien. He's probably just an alien. I think so. Just, yeah. he's not where he's supposed to be. <laughs> I want to play this song that is a duet that you have released with the gentleman Matt Dame, who you contacted through Facebook and worked it out because this is a good. It's a wonderful song. Can I, so I can wanna, I, do you want to talk about it after or before? Let's talk about it after. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, with our guest, the wonderful, beautiful music artist, Pamela Hopkins, who, yes, I would stand in line to see, and I will be asking her to come back because she's got more wonderful music that we're not going to have time to play. But, no, do not go check her out yet. If you do, I will find you. We are going to play Little Things, And it is a duet with her and Matt Dame. We will be back shortly. 
get close and when to stay away. You know how to bring the sun to my darkest day. You know just what turns me on and just what turns me on. Like the way you call me baby and call me all night long. Gentlemen, that was Little Things by Pamela Hopkins, who is our guest tonight. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And Pamela, every time I listen to that song, it it almost chokes me up because it brings back so many memories of the life that I had with my late husband that it, it is the little things in our life. So tell me about the song and, and how you got with this beautiful voice that just together that song is perfect thank you so um I had this idea uh probably like a year and a half ago that I was like I really want to do a duet like I had this in my mind I knew the name of it I know it wanted to be called little things I knew the storyline and I had my part like the little things that you know keep me with my husband we've been married 24 years and um I was like you know I need, I need another partner. And I searched, like I had friends that are in music and I'm like, Hey, y'all want to write a song together? Well, everybody's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody would commit to the time. And I had some friends in law enforcement that would come in and see me and be like, Hey, have you ever, you, you know who Matt Dame is? And I was like, oh, I don't know. No, who is he? Well, he used to be a Cersei police officer here in Arkansas. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I guess we were cops at the same time, but in different cities. And then he moved off to Nashville and became like a studio recording person. So he was recording demos and working out of Nashville and writing. And, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know him. And they said, you should really need, should look him up. Like, you know, we know him. Just tell him, you know, that we, uh, who you are and that you used to, you know, work at this police department and this police department and that, you know, you'd love to, to do something with him. And I'm, he's such a nice guy. And I was like, okay, cool. So I look him up, uh, message him. And I said, Hey, um, I had this idea for a song. I'd love, I need somebody to help me finish it, and I need a male perspective on it. Would you mind doing it with me and also being the duet? I love your voice. Because I looked him up, you know, after my friends told me about him, and I was like, God, I love his voice. He's like, sure. Uh, he's like, give me a couple months. I'm in the middle of moving. And I said, okay. And we made an appointment, and we went met through Zoom, and he brought in his buddy, Trapton Harvey, who he writes with. 
And um, I said, well, here's what I have. Here's my idea. Here's some lyrics that I have. And this is kind of the storyline I'm thinking about. And he was like, okay. He goes, well, he, and he starts strumming his guitar. And he's like, what about this sound right here? Like, is this okay for a tempo? Because, you know, he's playing the guitar on the other end of the Zoom. And Trapped is sitting there with his pen and paper. And I'm sitting with my pen and paper and chit-chatting about the song. And in about two hours, that's what we came up with. And wow. um, he met me in Nashville when I recorded it, or in Franklin when I recorded it. He came over. The first time I'd ever met him in person was when we recorded the song, and we took our pictures and uh, went our separate ways, and I released the song. Uh, and just to, to let you know, uh, I don't know if you know what the Josie Awards are, but they're the largest yes. independent award show. Well, we just got Country Song of the Year for this song for a duo. Wonderful. So I just got a, yeah, I just got a Josie Award for this particular song for um, our, our writing and our performing of the song. And Matt Dame, who I just asked to be on my next song, my next song that I'm about to release is called One More Last Kiss. Um, I need a strong male background vocal, or I was going to make it a duet because it could work both ways. And I had been talking to him about it. And, of course, I'm like, hey, when are you going to be back in town? Because he recently became the lead singer of the Steel Drivers. Which, if you don't know who they are, they're the largest bluegrass band in probably the world. So he's he's touring and traveling with them as their lead singer right now. Chris Stapleton used to be their lead singer. Wow. That tells you how big the band is. Yes. Yeah. So Matt Dame is now there. And I, just, I told him, I was like, I'm so proud of you. Because <laughs> like, he was like, I don't want to tour. And then all of a sudden, I guess this opportunity came up. And he was like, all right, I'm touring. And I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so proud of you. And uh, he's like, I won't be back uh, to be able to record anything until January. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to release this in this next song in November. Um, so I asked another part, a friend of mine here in Arkansas named Ryan Harmon, who was just recently on American Idol. Um, wow. He is actually going to be the male vocalist on it for me. So when and I were talking you, about it today, in fact. You know, when, when you release it, um, Matt Stover and I go way back. And when I had my show before, he used to send me all these artists. That's how I got in with um, Richard Lynch and, and Matt Weston and all those other guys that now are just blowing up the place. When that song comes out, Michael will send it to me. And you do know that you and Ryan will have to come back on the show so that we can launch it on this show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll let him know. It will probably, okay. like I said, release mid-November. I will be on a cruise ship, though. That's the only thing. So, But we'll do it, it when you come back. We'll do it when you yeah, come back. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. Because okay. this, this is what I do. And, and the reason <clears> that and, – and Ian will tell you, we launch new songs on this show, and the next thing you know, <clears throat> the artist is just they, – they do. All of a sudden, yeah. the artist is, is blowing up, and I'm going, yes, we had a small part in that. I'm so excited. Our, our little birdies are flying. That's awesome. Yeah, I love speaking it. Of, well, uh, speaking of little things, uh, Yvonne, didn't we tell her that when we tell her that there's you know, only five minutes left that she's not going to believe us? Yeah, and we're there. We oh, we are yes, there. Yes, you are there. Correct. Yeah, because it's been so fun. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. Well, see, it's because it's just friends talking to each other. It's not a, a hardcore. I give a question, you already know the answer. You're gonna, you already know the question. We just sit and talk about every little thing. Right. Well, that's that. also the nice thing is that we have so many different personalities that come on the show. You know, there's some nights where um, I can't get a word in edgewise, and then there's nights where I talk my head off, and both of them are <laughs> enjoyable to me. You know, and I, Yvonne does the same thing. Um, That's there's, awesome. there's some nights where we just kind of sit back and let the let the guests do what the guest wants. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's the magic of the show. I think that's why it's being so successful because they feel that, too, that we have a good rhythm, you know. Well, and I, I like that as well. And I think that, you know, because a lot of the interviews I do, like you said, are kind of canned questions. And they're, they're mm-hmm. answers that you can find that I've already done in blogs, you know, right. like mm-hmm. in magazines and things that people have already asked. And they're asking kind of regurgitating the same questions that I've already answered 23,000 times. Um, so I think like even just having a conversation about just anything, you know, is great mm-hmm. because you get more into what the artist or your guest is, is more into versus just like, hey, here's a canned 
you know, question and answer. So and, and, I am and excited to talk. <laughs> and the thing is, we, the, we do the a lot audience. Of oh man, I'm sorry. See, go there ahead. you go. <laughs> Everybody at one time. Everybody at one time. Yeah, talking stick, Yvonne. Talking stick. No. Okay, Ian, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Um, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. That's that. It is. It, we we literally do research to figure out the questions that we don't want to ask. We don't want people to hear the same thing over and over again. And I can I can tell you that I know for a fact we've had guests on the show where. We stump them. They're like, man, I've never been asked that before. And, man, that, that just tickles Yvonne and I so much. It's like, yeah, we did our job. Like, we we, we, we nailed it, you know. So, well, Yvonne, and like I said, to you. We, we, appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate that, too, as artists. Because, yeah. like I said, it's, it's, if I expect, oh, they're going to ask me about this again, I feel not ingenuine, but just repetitive, you know. And I don't always want to repeat myself. Well, and the thing is, if if we hadn't played little things, talked about it, talked about Matt Dame, talked about that he's now with the Steel Drivers, who Chris Stapleton sang for, and then Roger Ryan Harmon, who was on America's Got Talent, this was a whole new thing that the audience learned. Right. Well, and that's about my next song that nobody knows about yet because it's not out yet. So. Exactly. <laughs> so Your audience that, is the first to hear this. <laughs> see? You heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen, and she will come back after she comes back from her cruise. So what I'm going to do is when we get off from here, I'm going to send Michael the link once it goes up, and I'm going to tell him that we're going to book you for when you come back for the release of the new song whenever it comes out, and we'll get Roger involved and just have a – we might even do an hour and a half show that night. I'm, if I can get him down, pinned down, I'm sure he would do it. He's he is such a nice guy. And if you watch American Idol, I usually don't because I'm working at night right. when it airs. But um, I remember seeing him on there because, you know, when you have a, a person that is, you know, on the show or whatever, they make a big deal out of it if they're from your hometown. Oh, yeah, we right. got an Arkansas contestant on there. So you hear about it on the news. And so I knew who he was, and then I met him. Um, probably, gosh, maybe a year ago, I think I met him for the first time or knew of him. And then, um, you know, it, anyway, so he he's just a genuinely nice guy and he can sing. So he actually just, I wrote a song called I Love You Most and I sent him my demo of it. And I said, I need a male singer on it because we're thinking about pitching it uh, to some bigger artists. Me and my co-writers are. And he right. came back with his version of it, and I was just like, okay, I love it. You want to record it? <laughs> like, do you want to record it? Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so he did a so really great job on that song. We, they're going to cut us off here shortly. I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't want us no, to get cut off. So, ladies and gentlemen, Pamela, we'll come back, and we will continue this conversation. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a young woman by the name of Teddy Brunetti, and she is a drummer out of Pittsburgh. Can't wait for tomorrow night's show. Pamela, thank you so much, sweetheart, for spending an hour with me. I know you're busy, and it has been an honor to talk to you. And let me know when you're coming in, and I'll try to get up there, and we'll have some girl time. That sounds good to me. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Ian, good talking to you. Meeting you, Yvonne, same thing. Now, but can't wait until we can talk again. Oh, yeah. Nice meeting you. So, ladies and gentlemen, join us again tomorrow night at 8 p.m. here on Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, along with my co-host, Ian Bush, and we will have Teddy Brunetti with us tomorrow night. Pamela, I will be getting you up another gig on my sh- on our show, and we'll get Roger involved, and we'll talk about the new song. Look forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, I wish you all a good night. Night. Good night, all. Night, y'all. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.